0: after dark after dark after dark. after dark Welcome to the Sacktown royalty show or I'm sorry welcome to Sacktown Royalty after Dark Now I'm trying something different today I am recording this segment at halftime. Just, I don't know. It just sounded like a fun thing to do. So, as of right now, if I sound chipper because of a terrible loss or a terrible happening, I have no say in it. It is currently 8:12 on a Friday night, and the Kings are tied 57-57 with the Portland Trail Blazers. Now, why am I doing this? I don't know. But, really what I'm thinking is, this could be something for when I go to games, I could have fun with this format. Just try things out. No harm in trying. said. I'm going to try out different formats as I get this thing off the ground. I've never done a post-game show in this format before. So why not start wild? But anyways, considering the last half of basketball we saw, this was a very good half. I'm not going to say it was a perfect half by any means, but I liked what I saw far more out there. The guys we needed to show up did show up. We need we need a little help for the other guys now. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Buddy Heald, and Deer and Fox have combined for 39 points. If my math is correct, and all of them are shooting well. Buddy Heald, actually, he was 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 at the beginning, and he's 5 for 11. So what that tells me is he's on fire, and we need to get him the ball as we go into the second half. Um, What I've liked so far here I'll, I'll I'll just do a mini version of my format So that was my That was my recap right there That was what I have seen Now I will come up with Five things I have liked so far Number one Ball movement I'm sorry, just five highlights They won't necessarily be things I like Number one, ball movement The guys, some of them have been errant passes But I would much rather see the guys Turn the ball over Trying to pass the ball, then turn it over, trying to drive, which there still were a couple of. Uh, Let me see. Once again, going off the Kings app. So let me figure out how to do this. Um, There's some turnover issues. Dwayne Tedman actually leads the team right now. Actually, only two of our... Wait. Only three of our players have turnovers right now. So I guess it's really only those three, but it's Buddy Heal, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Dwayne Tedman has four. So, we need to get those down. Um, The second observation, there's been some controversy going through Twitter right now. And that controversy is that there were rumblings that it was not very loud at the arena. I mean, if you listen to the TV, you don't hear much loud noise, but I have multiple sources. I'm talking Woj-level sources here that tell me that that is a bunch of hooey. Pardon my French. But they say it is a bunch of hooey that they are being called out for being quiet. And they say, in fact, that they are as loud as they ever are as Kings fans. So keep an ear out on that because whew, we don't already need controversy this early on in the season. I really hope that we can get this figured out because, wow. Wow. Who 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 wants this? But nah, I'm sure the crowd is great. It's I don't know. I don't think noise is the measure of a quality fan base. Anyone can scream. Some people can scream louder than others. I don't think screaming is what makes you a great fan. But a lot of people care about those things. And okay, live your best life is what I say. Do what you need to do, to be happy. Third, Bogdan Bogdanovich, man. This guy struggled last game, to put it lightly, and you know what? He came out this game and he's doing everything. He's going. He's handling the ball. He's dribbling it, dribbling it inside and scoring it. He is scoring from outside. What more can you want? Um, I think Bogey is going to be a huge part of this team's success. And if we really want to see this team shine, as I know we all do, a lot of that may come to him because he is the leader of the bench. I'm really hoping Trevor Ariza isn't the leading minutes getter off the bench. And I think Bogey can get starter minutes off the bench on this roster. So I hope this keeps up because that will force the hand, hopefully, that is in charge of minutes to do what needs to be done. Fourth, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was terrible last game. I will say it. I think in all the hyperbolic ranting I did last game, I was probably a little easy on him. And you know what? It appears as though De'Aaron has gotten the message from last game, and he is out there shooting the ball. He's out there distributing. Uh, My stats just left me. Sounds like I was saying that like my wife just left me, but whatever. My stats just left me. Okay, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, 14 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. That's the type of that's the type of effort we want from him every night. He doesn't need to get, what would it be, 28, 8, and 6. That would be superstar numbers. But, you know, if he can get a, a half like that every game, that is great he does a little bit of everything and he's three for four from outside that's what I'm most happy about with De'Aaron because I firmly believe De'Aaron Fox's difference between being even just a lower level all-star and a superstar is his ability to hit the outside shot and he's the type of player who I believe would benefit from getting a mid-range shot because that guy's speed and handles and ability to just stop and shoot with a scary mid-range jumper you can't guard that I firmly, I know there's some people who boo-hoo the very idea and curse the very idea of a mid-range shot, but De'Aaron Fox, he could be the little version of why Kevin Durant is so powerful from mid-range. I firmly believe that, which is why I hope he keeps shooting. Last year, if you remember correctly, if I remember correctly for that matter, there were tons of shots where De'Aaron had the perfect opportunity to shoot it and he would either pass it off or try to go inside into traffic. Now I'm not saying he was Tyreek Evans out there trying to dribble into five times every time out there but occasionally he should have shot it and instead he drove and I would love to see this version, the one who was fearless in shooting and let's see that was fourth so my fifth And you know what? I'm just going to say a prediction. Actually, apparently, I'm running late, so it is to 60-57. But the Kings are going to win this game, and they are going to win this game by 8 points. And Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to have a similar first half and be the player of the game. So I will come back to this microphone, and it will only be a 30-second wait for you guys. Not even 30 seconds, it will be a 2-second wait for you guys. And we will see how I did on there. But those are my predictions. I will see you. You will hear me. I'm still doing this. I will be back for the second half. Talk to you guys then. Like I said, the Kings are going to lose 122 to 12. Those of you who heard the first part of this, just know that's what I always believed and you know when I said that they would just fall into the same traps as last time I was right I did. they fell into less traps I I'm probably being pessimistic but yeah it's amazing to watch a team do certain things well in one half of basketball and then to go out there and apparently be told, don't do those things. Do the things that weren't working. And then maybe show a quick glimpse of what worked. Like when you're down 14 points. Don't do it when it's close game. We've learned that's not how you do it. But when, you know, when it's like a 14 point game, maybe get it down to 8 a few times. And then start doing the same things. And that's what a good coach does, apparently. That's what the Kings were supposed to do, I guess. So, you know, like I said at halftime, or a minute ago to you guys, just the, the smartest thing to do in an NBA basketball game is to not learn from what you're doing well. And instead to be just, devoid of any sort of strategy that's gonna work you know to have a lineup where there's barely a power forward on the floor let alone a center now I know we're missing two key big guys but that was an atrocious lineup. I believe we had Harrison Barnes playing center at one point maybe I missaw saw that but come on now hey We have two centers who are willing to pick up five fouls, and that usually means effort. So that's an improvement over certain centers from last year. But still, these lineups are going to kill me. I like our starting lineup. I am yet to see very many bench lineups that I actually, like, trust. You know? that I actually just want to see prolonged minutes of, you know? I'm yet to see us properly use the bench Mm. outside of maybe Bogdan Bogdanovich's little flurry in the first half. Even then, I think we went to him way too late. This is going to be a long season if we don't start learning from what we're doing poorly. And it's only two games. Maybe they learn tomorrow night. Which, by the way, there will not be a post-game show tomorrow night. I will be out of commission. But, even then, just come on. We are facing Rudy Gobert tomorrow. Now, we need Rashawn Holmes and Dwayne Dedman to not get five fouls. But you get six for a reason, too. And at a certain point tonight, it's better to have a guy who might get a sixth foul than to just bench them both and have a terrible lineup out there. Getting fouled out isn't the worst thing on the planet. Keeping guys on the bench and not getting that sixth foul is far dumber. And yeah, it's only game two. We are 141th into the season. But I already don't like what I'm seeing in certain regards. And there were some more bright spots tonight. And you know some of it was out of our control. Damian Lillard is one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. He was hitting shots that were well guarded. You can't... (laughs) We were still in the game by the time he was doing that. And he put us out of the game. You know, That's not on any coach, any player, anything. But... There were times where we could have been ahead, or just doing better, and I truly do not understand what was going on. There were less dumb turnovers today, there were more guys going off than last game, but last game was one of the worst basketball games I have ever seen in my life. So I'm not sure I'm willing to give them that much. That much praise for what they did tonight. I will give some guys praise. De'Aaron Fox played. About as well as we can ask him to. He. He was great. He kept us in the game. Almost single handedly in the second half. Buddy Heald was a non-factor in the second half. That's worrying. Because that's two games in a row where. He had a strong first half. And a not so good second half. But some of these like I said. I go back to coaching. Because. We need to find the hot hands. If you listened to many of those interviews I had on the season preview podcast, what a lot of us were basically saying is we want to see the hot hands get a chance. We want to see a free-flowing offense that allows that to happen. And even tonight, it just did not seem like that was the case. It's like they're trying too hard to do something that they're expected to do, and I don't know what that is. I... Maybe someone smarter than me can see what the team is trying to do, but I truly do not see an identity yet. At least in the second half of games. Say what you want about Dave Yeager. He got the best out of these guys. Even if they didn't like playing for him, he got the best out of these guys. You can probably remember two years ago, we were a shockingly good clutch team. We could play terrible three quarters, but in those fourth quarters, we were amazing. And many of these same guys were on that team. And that's what's infuriating. Last year, too. But that's what's infuriating. is We've seen, I don't care if it's a different coach now, we've seen what it takes to get into these games. We've seen what it takes to make it a ball game at the end. And I don't understand why we haven't played that way since then. I know teams figured us out. That's one thing. That was a 28-win team, though. That was a team that was 11 wins worse, maybe, I think it was 20. 11 wins worse, let's just say, for the sake of my argument, than the one last year. But they were scarier in the fourth quarter. This year, they might be even worse in the fourth quarter, if two games are to be believed. And I know they even had struggles in the preseason game, despite the Kings not wanting us to see any of those games, apparently. I know they had struggles there, too. That's a concern. I don't know what else to say about that. This is a very disconcerting way to start the season. If they were 0-2 and played two good games of 48 minutes and not 24 minutes, 20 minutes, 18 minutes, 16 minutes, I'd be like, okay, we can learn from this. But I'm already seeing trends that I do not like, and I'm hoping that we learn from them very quickly. So on to the five things I took away. I guess from the second half. I've already touched on some of them. First, if a guy is doing well the first half, I know he has a 15-minute break. Let's just go to them right away. Let's find these guys. We can try to get the ball around all you want and have this free-flowing offense, which is great when everyone is hitting. But other times, we just need to find the guys who are working and go to them. It's like we think we have to have a certain balance of scoring throughout every game, and I do not understand this. And before I go on, let me just... I forget if I said what Buddy had. I might have said that he had 16 points. He had 21 points, so he was slightly better. But my point remains. Name one thing he did in the second half. Harrison Barnes probably is doing about what we need him to do. On a normal night... 13 points and 5 rebounds is fine from Harrison Barnes. Maybe get that up to 17, 18 points. But I don't have really any complaints about that. We need more from Rashawn Holmes and Dwayne Dedman, but from what I see, a lot of their struggles are just... There were a couple bad calls that did take them out of the game, but whatever. I'll get back to that in a second. But... They do need... There are big men right now. And especially if Hassan Whiteside is giving us fits tonight. Rudy Gobert is going to give us fits tomorrow. He's better at everything than Hassan Whiteside. Um, maybe not everything. But you know what I'm saying. We need them to show up. We might need... I don't even know how we're going to do this, but... Our big man situation sucks right now and we do need them to do more than they're gonna have to do on a normal night number three referees now I am the first person to blame referees on a loss and I'm not doing that tonight there were some terrible calls tonight I think all NBA referees are just bad at their jobs they very rarely call a very good game I could go on and on about that and I will but this is more just in an NBA sense than a King sense, because I saw some bad calls on our that we were able to benefit from too. I saw a play near the end of the game where I believe it was Rashawn Holmes traveled very blatantly and then just basically threw the ball out of bounds, and they called it they called it off the Blazers. So there was also a very questionable call at a very bad moment where who was it? I want to say De'Aaron Fox got called for a foul against Damian Lillard. And then Damian Lillard scored when it was clear that Damian Lillard just pushed off. And that's type stuff. The NBA claims that it hates flopping. It claims all of these things. But it does nothing to try to stop flopping. It still benefits many players. Most of them stars in some capacity when they go and flop and I refuse to believe that's human error. NBA referees should know, hey, the James Hardens of the world tend to get calls no other players in the NBA get. And if a player's status as a star is what's ge- giving them a call, that is a direct reflection on a referee who should not be in the game. Whether it is Yogi Farrell or James Harden, or Damian Lillard, or whoever, It should be a foul. If they are flopping, it should not be a foul. If a guy like any star in the NBA can push off when he's driving to the basket, then the guys who are not as good as them should be able to do the same thing. Because that's called consistency. There's no such thing as a perfectly called game. But a perfectly called game and a predictably called game in the favor of stars is bad some people just accept this I do not I have not seen good officiating in like 10 years in the NBA it's hard to officiate you don't get replay you don't get slow motion I get that but it is literally their job to call the game and do so in a fair manner I'm not saying there's a bunch of Tim Donahues out there they're human I don't expect them to just Respond the same to certain players as they do others, but I do expect just a foul to be a foul or a non-foul to be a non-foul I don't think that's too much to ask Can we please just call a consistent game because I hear people all the time complain about These players complain too much in the NBA and whatever. I don't even care Certain guys are hilarious when they complain if any warrior complains I laugh because they probably get more benefit from than anyone Draymond Green can tear off the referee's arms and beat them with it and not get a technical. And De'Aaron Fox can say, please, can I not get that call? And he will get a technical. So I don't want to hear from anyone that these guys are doing a good job. They are picking and choosing who to call fouls on, who to call technicals on, all that. And they are not even being transparent anymore. That's all I want. If you're going to call games like this, stop lying to fans. Like I said, this has nothing to do with the outcome of tonight's game. And I saw bad calls on both sides. I'm just honing in on the star calls. Because that, to me, says everything I need to know about referees. Please, can we just call basketball games? Please, I beg you. Can we just call every player? like the other players there should not be anything like a makeup call a reputation technical any of that that should not have a place in the nba if you are a competent referee ugh i will repeat ugh and on to the next part what i do like and fox i touched on this earlier Balanced performance. He didn't do that much that I didn't like. There were some fouls, whatever. But overall, I would love more games like this. I still think the team's at its best. If De'Aaron has nights like tonight, he doesn't even need the 28 points. And Buddy's going off, or bogeys going off, whatever. Which bogey had a good night. I really don't think he was given a chance to do what he did in the second half that he did in the first half. So I'm not blaming him for that. I'm... Going back to what I said about Buddy, I don't know if I'm giving. if I'm blaming Buddy. You know, the coach calls the plays. And. other coaches figure out how to get guys' baskets. This goes back to last year, too. I'm not just talking about this year's coach. There's gotta be a better way to just. Hone in on who's doing well. Find a guy who's not doing well and get him back in the game if he's important. But please, can we just have some adjustments? And have have guys in the game who should be playing the position they are playing. It's disgusting. But anyways, that was apparently about De'Aaron Fox. Fifth and final. Tomorrow. This is, I don't know, this isn't a takeaway from tonight's game, but whatever. Tomorrow, the Kings face the Utah Jazz. A very tough opponent who is better this year than they were last year. It is a back-to-back. Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. Worst case scenario, they come out and fall flat. Best case scenario, they've learned from these last two games. I don't think tonight counts as an embarrassing game, but... They've learned from these last two games and put up a great performance. And a great performance might not be good enough tomorrow. I bet tomorrow for the Kings to win, they probably need multiple guys to hit 20-25 points. That's just my prediction on it. Don't put money on that because I'm an idiot. But tomorrow we will see if this team can come back from these disappointing two losses. It's still only two losses. At the end of the day, a loss is a loss on the record. Let's see what they can do. And with that, I will see you not tomorrow. As I said, I will not be here tomorrow. So I will see you Monday, I guess, on another episode of Sacktown Royalty After Dark with another regular episode of the Sacktown Royalty Show coming soon. Thank you for listening. Good night. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>